everyone, and welcome to another American Scouser podcast. We have one of our special uh, supporters group podcasts today. Uh, we had one with Ottawa actually last week. Uh, we're talking more and more with groups who are working on establishing their group and, you know, ideally getting their, ultimately getting their, like, official uh, supporter club title as well. So today we're heading not so far to Canada. We're going to Utah. Uh, today with us we have Vicky Wallace and Todd Haber. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, as I talked to initially, like, Vicky online, I kind of, like, found out a lot more about, like, what you guys are uh, working on and, like, issues you guys run into. We'll probably like, get to, like, as we go. Uh, but kind of wanted to find out a bit more about you guys. You guys have totally different backgrounds in terms of, you know, aside from, like, having the Reds in common initially. So, uh, Vicky, we'll start with you if you want to kind of give us a background on uh, I know you're originally from Liverpool, and I assume you've been a Liverpool fan all along? Yeah, I'm sort of what you would call a born and bred Liverpool fan. You know, family are all Reds. I grew up watching them as a little girl, going to all the, you know, the parades when they brought back all the trophies as a little girl. Um, we moved over to the U.S., I want to say 15 years ago. Uh, we started off in South Florida, moved to New York, back to South Florida, and then three years ago, we, uh, we came over to Utah. And Todd, you are originally from the Utah area, correct? Yeah, I grew up just outside of Salt Lake City, which is where we're trying to get the official supporters group uh, stationed. Um, yeah, and I, I may not have grown up in Liverpool, but uh, I supported Liverpool since I was little. My dad actually did secondary school uh, just south of Lo- London in Storrington. Um, at Sydney Grammar School. So uh, that's where he picked up love for the Reds and uh, brought it back home. Um, and I grew up playing soccer. Unfortunately, it was a lot harder to find Liverpool games to be able to watch out here. Um, but I definitely took full advantage of the switch to um, having those games on cable easily accessible through NBC Sports. Um, just been watching and, and cheering on the Reds uh, actively since. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been in this country for... Uh, like what's 24 years now I guess and yeah I mean I would say the last five to ten years probably it's been like night and day in terms of how easily accessible I um, mean obviously internet helps but now you can watch it legally uh, whereas most of the stuff I used to watch was not maybe just as legal but uh, so you guys are uh, obviously in the Utah area now and um, I'll start with you Todd like when did you uh, feel the need to kind of like connect with other Reds fans um, it was, uh, what was it, two years ago, um, I remember I was just kind of sitting around Christmas break and thinking about the holidays and having family come in and how much uh, my dad and I uh, enjoyed watching soccer together, um, uh, growing up and, and, and watching World Cup games, finding them on, on Telemundo and Univision and stuff like that. Um, and just thinking, you know what, I miss having that family aspect, that aspect that the Reds uh, promote. Um, in, in, uh, in all areas, really. Uh, I just miss having people to, to talk to about it. Um, so I, I started looking on Facebook. I started looking um, on Twitter and not really seeing that heavy of a presence in Utah. Um, and then uh, thinking, you know what? Maybe we should start it. Um, and uh, my in-laws actually are in Arizona. Um, and so they have the, the official supporters group down in Phoenix. And I remember uh, catching the Champions League final um, there and thinking, you know what, this is definitely possible in Utah. 
So, Vicky, I'm assuming this is slightly different for you because, I mean, obviously, or being originally from Liverpool, you're kind of used to, you know, watching probably in groups with several fans. But then you also bounce around in the U.S. too, so probably have different experiences as you move around. Yeah, being based in South Florida, um, you know, I had two young kids at the time, so it made it a little difficult to get to, you know, the watch parties with all the games. But I uh, met up with the guys in the Fox and the Hound, um, or the Fox and Hounds, so, um, I think that's what the, the puppets call that they meet in, uh, the South Florida official group. Um, you know, I watched a couple of times there when my parents came over to visit. You know, I, we used to go and watch watch with them. But, so when we moved here, it was a little, you know, initially out of our comfort zone. You know, we'd moved to a new place and we were trying to get um, find our feet. Um, fortunately, you know, we have friends who live just around the corner who are from Liverpool too. So, you know, we watch, we watch the games together. So for the past couple of years, you know, morning games, afternoon games, we, that's what we would do. We would just get together in one of the houses and just watch the games. And then, you know, we just started thinking, surely there are other, we'd meet people in stores, for example, wearing our Liverpool stuff. And, or I'd see people and we'd start talking and I'm like, yeah, there's got to be something out there. So did a little bit of researching, a little finding on Facebook, like Todd said, and then I you know, found the group that um, he was starting to put together. And we went on Boxing Day for the Boxing Day Derby game to the Fiddlers to watch with them. And uh, it's just sort of gone on from there. It's like that's, you know, trying to keep the momentum going. And so let's talk about like in terms of like the challenges that you guys run into, especially I'm sure there's some that are specific for the Utah area, uh, time-wise, area-wise and stuff like that. But um, were you guys, Todd, I mean, you're originally from Utah, so you're probably a bit more familiar with maybe you kind of saw these challenges coming or was it surprising to kind of like run into them when you're trying to get the group together? Honestly, when I was thinking about it, uh, besides just the, the time issue, uh, that, that time difference um, being an issue, it's seven hour difference. So finding a place that is willing to open up to a new group or any group to uh, watch sports games is hard. But uh, the culture here in Utah, uh, it's really hard to find places that are um, not just family friendly, but also friendly to those who uh, like to, you know, party a little bit at the game and to, to have a couple drinks. Um, that combination is incredibly hard to find in Utah, um, as well as uh, finding just venues that are open to professional sports that are on Sunday. Um, the LDS church that is here, huge membership. I mean, it's the center of their church. Um, and so finding a place that is open on Sunday, that's open and that provides all the stuff that we would need for the supporters group can be difficult. Um uh, Fiddler's uh, Elbow in Sugar House in Salt Lake has been amazing working with them and finding uh, times to be able to to watch. They've accommodated us. Um, and this, just this past week when we watched the Derby game with uh, Everton, um, we actually tried out a new place uh, that Vicky had found for us, the Black Sheep down in West Jordan um, that accommodated us, accommodated us well. But again, that time difference and just a very different culture on how when you watch sports, how you watch sports is something that, that has been a challenge. So, Vicky, is the challenge, I mean, in terms of, you know, finding the locations, I mean, like, for example, a new place you found, uh, I'm not familiar with, like, Utah laws and stuff. I know, like, some towns, 
I think it might be Indiana. I'm not sure, but uh, like serving alcohol before a certain time and stuff like that. Is it that kind of an issue, or is it just because uh, places do not open because the demand will will not be there? No, I don't think it's you no know, to do with the alcohol laws because you know a lot of people will go watch the games anyway. Um, I think it's just more the social aspect on us. You know, on a Sunday they they don't tend to open um, earlier on a Sunday. I think the earliest we found is what. 10 maybe a push they'll open at nine um you know but you are really really limited to you know to where where you can choose and then if you look at the times of the games you know some of them start at 8 30 in the morning well trying to get a place to open at 8 30 in the morning for you when you you know you might only have a handful of people is uh is it's going to be a little bit of a challenge at first if you the more the more we can get consistently turning up for um, to watch the games, the more play we'll have with like the fiddlers to say to them, "Hey, do you, can you open up half an hour earlier for us? If we, you know, if we're gonna, if we can guarantee you, there's going to be like 15 people coming to watch." Yeah, and there's been a. Oh, go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, and there has been a steady growth with the group. When I first held a watch party two years ago, there was uh, five of us, and that was me, my wife, and uh, just two people from uh, the group that had messaged back and uh the boxing day game that we had vicky um or when i met vicky for the first time there's 12 of us so i mean that was just a in a short time and being able to do that we we've grown and uh vicky is great in the social media aspect she's she's reaching out she's helped to create like a facebook group for us an instagram group uh encouraged me to start a, a twitter group um, and those are growing exponentially. So, um, like Vicky says, uh, you know, there are some difficulties that we have, but we're definitely seeing growth just even in the short term that we've been up and, and working towards this goal. So, Vicky, do you feel, I mean, having talked to some places when you're like trying to find a location, do you feel if you were able to say, you know, like an X number of people, if you're able to guarantee that it will be a lot easier to find locations to open up for you guys? And if oh, there yeah, is, yeah. what is that X number, do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we, if you know, we had eight people come out to watch the Derby game with us um, just yesterday, and they were, you know, they, there was obviously Todd, myself, and um, one of my other good friends, and then there was, you know, three, five other people that we had never met before. Um, they were all willing to travel, and even during this time, you know, an easy time with COVID, they were willing to travel. We had a couple of other members who initially were going to come out, but the numbers here in Utah, unfortunately, are um, on the rise again. So I think that right now is putting people off too. Um, but the hope is that, you know, the new season comes along. And if we just start planning the, the, watch, the watch groups, you know, sending the events out, saying, hey, we're going to be at this place at this time. If we can just continue to encourage people to come out, then, you know, the, the places will see that we're a regular group coming to meet and they'll be more likely to, you know, actually, yeah, you know, you know what, I'll open half an hour earlier for you. you you're going to sit for the next two hours and, you know, watch and eat and drink. So it'll be beneficial for them in the long run too. So let me ask you guys this. I mean, obviously, as the numbers grow, um, in terms of like the area, I'm assuming just based on it's more like a college sports town compared to a pro town is that right Todd? yeah so 
Yeah, so Salt Lake City is home to University of Utah. You have that straight downtown, so that college field, the the bars, being able to um, watch those games um, are are you have that great atmosphere there. You already have uh, great spots to be able to watch those college games. Um, unfortunately, in Utah, uh, pro wise, I mean. It's, we have a pro soccer team, we have a pro basketball team, but pro, uh, you know, American football team, that's not here. So there is, you know, a, a little bit of that, that pro feeling, pro sports feelings, but uh, most of the, the pro sports teams don't play on Sunday or if they do, they play away. And so that, that is kind of interesting um, aspect. I'm assuming in some ways, I mean, that probably in terms of scheduling conflicts, when you guys are trying to find a location, probably hurts on a Saturday, but really helps on a Sunday because these locations really don't have much going on on Sunday. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree to that. Um, but I, uh, I, you know, just trying to find places that, that are open early enough, you know, that's different. You have a crowd that's watching, you know, the midday games for NFL or, you know, the evening games for uh NBA, that's, you know, a little bit easier to schedule around. Whereas trying to get people out at 8 a.m. is, a little bit different. So in terms of as you guys, so Vicky, you started the Facebook group and stuff. So how was the reaction initially? Is it more of like really centralized in terms of like the Salt Lake City area? Or do you have a lot of people that are kind of like driving from like outside as well? No, so the, the, the demographic is quite widespread. So, you know, we have um, members in the in the group who are like 45 minutes north of Salt Lake City. You know, we have members who are 45 minutes to an hour south of Salt Lake City who have joined the Facebook group. Um, I mean, I, I totally get, you know, that the 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 best place to have it is you know, centrally in Salt Lake. Um, and I think ha having it around that area, we've probably got a better chance of, you know, having these places open up for us. But like Todd said, I think the biggest issue we have is time. So if you look at the next few games that Liverpool have, you know, they're midweek. That doesn't help. People are working right now, so they can't come out to get them. And then I think the morning games are 8.30, you know, the 8.30 games. Um, so we were talking, a few of us on Sunday, how, how do we combat the early games? You know, how do we keep the group together through all these early games? And the one suggestion that we came up with was to start like a watch party through, I think Facebook allows you to do that now for people in your groups. So we were, we were thinking we're going to start like a Zoom, like a Facebook watch party so that we can have people on the screen whilst we're all watching the game so we can continue to talk and get to know each other too and, you know, build the friendships with the group if we can't get together to watch the, the, last, um, the last few games. And have you guys been almost like pleasantly surprised with the reaction that you guys got once the social media hits? I'm assuming that's like the biggest, I mean, any group that, you know, I've talked in the past, usually like Todd is saying, it becomes just like an exponential thing where like the word spreads, the word of mouth through the internet, if you will, where like people invite others and stuff like that. Have you guys been kind of, has it been above or, you know, kind of like below your expectations in terms of how many people the group attracted? So if you look at the numbers in the group, obviously it's grown quite big since we started it. A lot of them are based outside of Utah. Um, but if we look at the numbers that are in Utah, I think, you know, there are 30, 30, nearly 
35, 40 people who are actually based in Utah. So it's just a, you know, a case of us continuing to reach out to them and say to them, hey, we're going to be here to watch the game. We'd love to meet you guys. Come and, you know, come and join us. We had a couple of, uh, a couple of girls yesterday who they drove from Layton, which, Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a good 45-minute drive from Salt Lake. Yeah, that is. It's about 45 minutes north. And they were just so happy that they'd found a group that they could, you know, come and watch the games with rather than sit at home, just the two of them talk. They were like, yeah, you know, this is really good. We can talk to other like-minded people. And it was, it was, you know, the feedback was really good. Yeah. And from the Facebook group too, with, with that group that, that Vicky's talked about, that 30 to 45 that are based within Utah, we have a lot of, that's kind of like a contact trace that we can go from them to be able to talk to their friends and they're reaching out to uh, their family, their friends, letting them know. And that's really how it started to grow when I set up the group in uh 2018. That's how I started reaching out. Um, I'm a very shy person by personality. Um, and so that kind of extended a little bit to the Facebook group, but there were good people like Vicky um, and like others, um, a, a guy by the name of Ian and a guy named by the name of DJ who have all helped to reach out to let people know, Hey, look, we have a group in Salt Lake or we have a group in this area, you know, let your friends know, let family know that's traveling through that they can come and there's a place for them to be able to watch the games and be able to talk with like-minded people. And that's, uh, that smaller group uh, of people has grown exponentially. I can count on them being there um, at the games or at least spreading that word of mouth so we get new people um, to come down. That's funny you mentioned that because I have a kind of like shy personality too and that kind of sometimes translates to social media too. So I feel you there. I think like social media kind of helps and kind of lets you go out a bit more, but it's always good to have I know like Vicky is very like active in social media and stuff like that. Good to have people like that to help, you know, spread the word. And it's kind of like a good balance to be able to establish that. I mean, I know, I mean, we got involved as American Scouts and I saw like Vicky's post uh, trying to attract more fans. And I figured, you know, any avenue that we can get it out there and areas you guys need and stuff, obviously the word of mouth will spread. Uh, and so that kind of like brings me back. So Vicky, obviously you have like a group going and, you know, like you're posting in different groups trying to uh, get more people to find out about it. Um, what else can be done? So somebody listening to this, aside from obviously finding your guys' uh, contact info, which we'll have on our website. I mean, what can they do to get this really going and gain more momentum? I think just share the if you know if they can if anyone sees it you know just um think about if they know anyone in the area or if anyone is going to travel to the area um you know we we had one girl who came to watch one of the games with us on boxing day who lives in california um you know so she's part of the group too which is good because then she comes to visit she can come and be with us you know come and watch the games with us because we know a lot of people travel in and out of the area it's a huge area especially you know, when ski time comes around, you never know who's going to be around. So I think it's just a case of getting the word out to the other um, official, you know, Liverpool supporters clubs that we're here and we are open and we want people to come and watch with us. And Todd, like, do you, aside from like the social media, anything that can be done like locally or anything you guys do in terms of, because you mentioned like having a pro soccer club and stuff like that. Is there any way of like getting any, uh, I don't know, like uh, contacts there to spread the word? Because, you know, usually, especially in the US, I feel like 
uh, soccer or football, obviously soccer here, uh, is kind of like its community of its own. And obviously within that, everybody supports different clubs. But I almost feel like you kind of unite with the sport that maybe divide again with the clubs. But soccer itself as a sport kind of is like a unifying factor. Yeah, uh, I think there's definitely ways that we can reach out uh, through, uh, you know, the friends that we're building and the people that are coming in. We're finding new avenues to be able to spread our message. Uh, we have the avenues through social media that's being working great. That's growing exponentially um, and bringing in more people. Um, we have the word of mouth that coming in. You had the, uh, you know, the two awesome members who came down from. Uh, Layton to be able to do that and they're going to spread it to their friends. Um, so just really, as long as you're, you know, you know, it's here and then that message is spreading. Um, and then as long as we are active in, in trying to, to influence that and to, to get it out there, I think that's uh, a great way for it to be able to grow. And have you guys seen, obviously the whole, like the virus thing kind of like throws a curveball there, but uh, were you guys like, when did the Facebook group and like the really push start? Was it before or after or during the virus, I should say? So I created the Facebook group during the virus. Literally, I want to say it was only about three, four weeks ago that I did it. Um, it was around the time I started looking at videos and pictures of when I was back in Liverpool. You know, I, w I went back to Liverpool to watch the, the final and... I was just like, yeah, we need something here. There needs to be more people that we can share these experiences with and, you know, pull people together to, to be with, to experience this. Um, so I, you know, I, I reached out to Todd and I said, hey, you know, we should maybe think about doing the Facebook group, get more people in, try and get more people to come watch with us. And this, you know, the COVID situation, yeah, I think it scared a lot of people off coming out to socialize, to watch. Um, I'm just, I'm hoping that we've sort of set, set the group in good stead now so that throughout the summer, you know, we can still start connecting and we can still chat with everybody. And then when the league starts up again, then we're ready to then start planning events and planning to meet. I think that's almost like a good sign. I mean, seeing that it's picking up momentum and, you know, like gaining more and more followers at this time uh, can only mean that, yeah, once, you know, the restrictions are off and we're back to somewhat of a normalcy, it can like really take off because I would think really like the potential has to be there with the area and with the population and stuff like that. I mean, Todd, I mean, being from the area, I mean, do you see it any different than any other, like, you know, you mentioned like Phoenix area and stuff, for example. I mean, do you anticipate at the end of the day to have about like the same number of people in terms of like the interest in it? Oh, yeah, I definitely see it being able to grow to that size. Um, I mean, just the fact that we're having, you know, eight people turn out to a, a game that we've been working or a watch party that we've been working on just for a couple weeks has been great. Um before uh, we set up the Facebook group, we had a community page um, that was gaining some traction. We had a steady interaction flow through that um, and getting up. We were doubling in size each time. Um, we started out again with four people. We had eight people and then we had, you know, 12 people. Um, and so that's, you know, just gaining in, in, in size. Um, and so I, I think with everything that is kind of stacked against groups that are trying to set themselves up right now with COVID, with the restrictions, um, with the delay in the games, putting it in the summer, having weekday 
kickoff times, um, having that growth and seeing that it's there, even with everything that's against us, makes it so that, you know, looking into the future, the, those numbers um, that, that we dream about, that community that we want to build is definitely within reach. And it's just a very positive uh, feel that we have here. Um, every time we meet new people, in the in the group every time we have somebody else who can help spread the word of mouth we feel like we're building community that's going to be here and it's going to going to last and create something that's going to have an impact not just um to us as red supporters but in a community aspect as well i mean have you noticed todd in terms of you know the recent success and the rise of the team in the last two three years uh, has that increased the interest around you or it's just a matter of getting the word out these people were there anyway? I think that there's a lot of people who have always been fans of, of soccer um, who have always been kind of interested but just didn't know exactly what was out there. Um, I definitely think that the recent success has piqued people's interest um, and they're more interested maybe in that type of soccer. I mean, in the in the Utah area, I have a large Latino population. So you have a lot of people who are paying attention to the Mexican League. You have a, a lot of people paying attention to, you know, the, the Brazilian leagues, these leagues down south. So they're not unfamiliar with the support. It just may be that they are are just now peaking an interest in something that is the English league or the league um, because Liverpool has been doing so well. I think the fact that Liverpool played against Flamenco and won uh, the club world cup definitely extends that viewership um, and extends that interest um, here. And so you do have some who are more interested just because Liverpool is being more successful now. Maybe they're more interested in seeing that story end of 30 years without a title and seeing can they actually do it but on, at the base i think there's a lot of people who are very interested in the sport who are just looking for a team or something that they can catch on to and then a community that can help them to understand it better and to love the sport better so i'll kind of like leave it to you guys at the end here to kind of uh, let the listeners know like how they can get involved, how they can kind of con- West place to contact you guys so that, you know, the group gets bigger. I think one of the best things, I mean, it's hard to find a silver lining in this COVID thing, but uh, the, the, you know, like the, the internet communication and zoom and stuff like that. I think that's a great idea to be able to bring people together virtually first. And I'm assuming it will make it really easier for groups like you guys to then approach you know, like bar or like a restaurant or whatever to open up for you guys because you can screenshot your last Zoom and say, there you go, 24 people or something like that. So, uh, so Alicia, we'll start with you. I mean, um, I guess what is your kind of like plea in terms of like, you know, the listeners to be able to get involved and help you guys grow and get like the word out? Uh, well, I just want to say, you know, if anyone traveling to the area or they know of someone in the area, you know, they can look us up on Facebook. We are, you know, the Liverpool Supporters Group of Utah, and you'll find us there. Um, we have the Instagram too, LFC Utah. Uh, I think over the past couple of weeks, that has grown quite big too, uh, which I think is really good. You know, that's being passed on and followed. And then, like Todd said, he you know, has set up a Twitter for us too. 
Um, Todd, I'll let you pass out that handle because I am not a Twitter fan, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that's at Liverpool, Utah. Um, and so you can find us there. And so we work really hard to be able to organize that and keep it in motion, keep uh, posting actively letting people know about our watch parties and opportunities that they have to come out and join this community, um, find new friends and enjoy the, the red sport, um, the reds and the sport that we all love. Yeah. I want to thank both of you guys. I mean, obviously you guys are putting in, I know like kind of like how American scouts were set up. There is a lot of work that goes into it in terms of being able to get the word out and it's a lot of talking a lot of messaging a lot of posting and stuff like that so you guys are putting in the hard work now but i mean based on the information you guys have given looks like it's on the right track in these difficult times so sky is like the limit so hopefully maybe this time next year we can do a follow-up podcast and you guys will be official by then so i thank you guys again for your time and thank you to all for listening uh, we will have all the information for like the Utah group in terms of like links and everything like that on our webpage as well. Uh, so you guys will be able to contact them and at all time, just message us and we'll get you guys in touch with Todd and Vicky. Thanks a lot guys. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah.